I don't even have my headphones. Kim, you just let us know when you're ready. Hang on, I'm getting there. Did you remember to put your pants on? Put my pants on? Yeah. Yeah, I got my pants on. I'm just making sure. She's got her pants, her panties, and her liner. She's <laughs> gearing her go. No, I kind of wish I had done that. Because, I mean, I've been sick for three weeks now. And every time I try to laugh, it's a little... Oh, my gosh. So, we'll see how this goes. So, if you'd like to subscribe to Kim's Water Sports Only Fans, <laughs> she'll send you her panties after every episode. <laughs> her BVDs. My BVDs. That would be hilarious. I definitely do not sound right. You never do sound right, Kim, though. I definitely sound different. I close you my do. eyes. You sound like a, a very attractive older man. You do. Mm. I sound like somebody that's smoked about 10 packs a day for the last five years. Listen, we don't stomp nobody's slop here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gang's all back together today. I know. I it's, am so happy. It's been so long. Like a month. I know. Josh yeah. went and caught something when he went. <laughs> <laughs> I caught the that didn't COVID. That sound good. <laughs> I, know. I got COVID. My other test came back. Good to go. <laughs> and Kim's been down for three weeks. I mean, good gosh, Kim. I thought we were going to have to put you down. And I'm still not completely well. What is going on? I don't know. And you tested and, negative. Yeah, I tested three times. I tested like three days into it. It was negative. I tested a week into it, it was negative. I tested two weeks into it, and it was negative. I've never been positive on it. And I'm like, how is it taking me longer than it did Josh? And he had it. Well, at your advanced age, you know, mm-hmm. even the simplest cold I really, <laughs> could take you out. There's really something I want to say to you right now, Josh, but... She'll wait till after I'll the wait, mics go down. I'll wait till unmasked because I could be a little <laughs> could be a little more vulgar there. Vulgar. 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 What I love, though, is, of course, before you guys got sick, I didn't feel quite right one day, so I ended up having to say hey guys i don't feel good but you guys can go ahead and record and you guys didn't go ahead and record without me but i didn't feel necessarily sick i just didn't feel fully good enough to feel like i could go ahead and record Mm -hmm. because one of the things about recording is like you know you have to feel good enough to get your voice ready and tell a story so i just didn't feel right but i wasn't sick sick but so i've not been sick yet how did I get away with all this? I know. Well, I stayed away from you while I was sick. So if you get sick, you can't blame I me. I wish for that it. you would just stay away from me. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> but Kim, we just can't get through a day without us just dogging each other. You notice this? That's your love. I want our listeners to know Kim came into the office today. I hadn't seen her in person for three weeks. And instead of me giving her some flowers oh, hi, or some candy, oh, please. I airdropped her a message that was very derogatory on her computer. It said F and U, and yeah, that was it. and B. But what was mm. funny is that, of course, Kim in her advanced age, she didn't really <laughs> exactly. Old, God. But you didn't know what was happening with the airdrop thing. No, I so was suddenly like, your computer. I've just done suddenly, it on my phone before. My yeah. phone, I have no problem with, but I've never done it on a computer before. Yeah, suddenly her computer that she's using gets this message that pops up, and it just says that, and she's like, "What in the world?" And then she looks over at me, and I'm cracking up laughing, and <laughs> she realized that I had done something it's him. derogatory. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. I want to let our listeners know that in the Unmasked episode today, they would have just heard 
a two-part episode bonus episodes on my discussion with Rob Dick. Just going to pause there. He didn't have the best last name. I was being professional. I know. <laughs> and it, it just looked went, at me. It just went zoom. I, I had no idea. I want to just pause before I continue my sentence and just tell you that when I was texting him to set up the interview, I, of course, have known Rob for a while because we had worked on a previous case. And I said, Rob, I almost just Googled you <laughs> to find your website <laughs> for our show notes. <laughs> But I'm a little afraid to do that. Can you just mm. tell me what your website is? And he said, well, as long as your safe search is on, you won't find anything bad. You'll just find pictures of me and Dick Van Dyke. Oh, God. <laughs> That's funny. I forgot to go on. Do My safe search it. is never on. I know. So having the last name Dick, I think is just, I mean, how lovely is that? But anyway, so if you're joining us today. And you have listened to those two bonus episodes in our Unmasked episode. We are going to be going over and giving you our opinions and our thoughts and our reactions to the interview. I have a story. I used to have a friend. Her last name was Dick. Did you? Uh And we worked together. Of course, her first name we made up and her middle name we made up because we didn't use her real name. We called her Anita Moe. Anita Mo Dick. Mo Dick. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? Well, we know what Josh's new stage name is going to be. Anita Mo. Anita Mo. Anita Mo Dick. So we hope that you guys will join us on our Unmasked to cover that. But I wanted to tell you guys a fun little thing that I did over the week. I went to Puddle's Pity Party. Do you guys know who that is? Just from you. Okay, yeah. So he was on America's Got Talent. He's oh. the seven foot clown who he doesn't talk, he doesn't talk, but he's an amazing singer. You can find him on YouTube. Just puddles pity party. Is he seriously seven foot tall? Uh, my opinion is that he's probably not seven foot tall, but he's very thin and tall. He's probably like six 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 seven. But anyway, so I'm there in Carmel, Indiana getting ready to watch his performance. This is my second time being at one of his performances. It's a small theater. Just waiting in the crowd, chit-chatting. And I'm sitting on the the end of the row, right? And (laughs) I'm kind of near the back of the theater. And out of nowhere, this very tall man in clown costume comes up beside me and sticks his hand out. Oh, my God. And I almost punch him straight square in the face. (laughs) That would have been my... I hate clowns. Well... I don't necessarily hate clowns, but my very first flash thought was John Wayne Gacy. Oh, God. <laughs> and I, Not today. Yeah, I like just square back into my seat and just almost pounce him with my fist right square in the face. Tell me your true crime podcast without telling me your true crime And he just has this like slight smile on his face. I mean, he's such a nice guy and he just has his hand out ready to shake your hand oh. and it's him. It's Puddles Pity Party. It's Puddles. Looks like it's cousin. Like just he oh my gosh. Me out. He's a good singer. But. Oh, yeah. And he was just ready to shake my hand. And here I am getting ready to punch him square in the <laughs> face. But it just scared me. I'm here to see him. But in that moment, I didn't expect to see him in the crowd. In the crowd. And he had just appeared. So it's not mm-hmm. like I knew he was walking around the crowd. But the people I was with, 
they were like, oh my gosh. And so I have a picture of him reaching out to shake my hand. So (laughs) I'll make sure that I post that in Patreon so people can see that picture and then just imagine me getting ready to punch him square in the face. Can you imagine that? You have a picture? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I have pictures. And you didn't send it to me? No, because I was waiting to save. I saved the story. Oh, I have a story too to tell. Yeah, tell it to us. I have a story too. I listen to a lot of audiobooks you know when i'm in the car yeah. or whatever your smut. only version of reading she listens to smut audiobooks she does do. so dirty uh. no it's not we smut. share kim we oh, wait, share <laughs> listen we share the same audiobook account it's i've not. seen some of the books that it's, you okay. read so it's the one that i'm reading right now is called the assistant to the villain and the only reason that i picked this is because i thought maybe <laughs> in your assistant <laughs> in the villain you're hilarious. That's the, that's the only reason that I picked this book. Anyway. <laughs> I, I thought that was her story. <laughs> no, that's not I my thought, story. <laughs> gosh, Kim, we're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> so I had gone to Muncie, I don't know, the other day, and I had listened to it. Oh, it was Saturday when I went to watch a movie with our friend Dave. And I had listened to it on the way there and listened to it on the way back. It was Saturday night, I fell asleep, right? And about 4 o'clock in the morning, my phone is on the charger next to my chair because since I've been sick, I haven't been able to lay flat. So I've been just sitting up in my recliner. And my phone was on the charger beside me along with my watch. And at 4 o'clock in the morning, that book came on. (laughs) And I was like, I was scared to death. I was like, what in the crap? And then I thought... Amber, can you let your mom sleep, please? <laughs> Mama's tired. Mama's tired. <laughs> I blame stuff on her all the time. Save, right. it, for the, save it for the sleepover. <laughs> right, which we're going to be doing oh, this week. Yes. Of course, by the time people listen to this, it's going to be done and over with. Oh, yeah. And we all might be dead already. Like the house yeah. could have caught on fire Probably. because one of the candles flipped over yeah. because a demon came into the home. Emily was asking me about it last night when I was talking to her on the last night or the night before. I can't remember. When I was talking to her on the phone, she says, when is that, Mom? And I said, it's Friday. And I said, ah, you sign up to be a patron. You can watch us. <laughs> no freebies. Right. No family discount. No. <laughs> she says, oh, yeah, I need to do that. Can I do that? And I said, yeah. Get your credit card out, honey. Well, right. That's right. And Support then, your mama. And then you have to think, like, have I ever talked poorly about Emily in the show that I need to? I never talk poorly about Emily. Well, maybe one of the things that I realized when I was watching the Puddles Pity Party at the concert is that people take photos during concerts all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just can't help but wonder. Like, this is just a note to any tech people out there that's working in the tech field. Why is there still flash on camera phones? We can turn it off. Evidently, people don't know how to do it. No, they because don't. it seems like it's just like a default feature that automatically mm. turns it on or something. Because when it's dark, the flash will automatically default to on, mm-hmm. it seems. So people will go to take a photo, and it default. lights up the whole thing. Yeah. It's just so annoying. And I'm just thinking, you know, they should default it to where it's defaulted off, and then you have to force it on. I don't think it defaults it on. I think either. some people might have it set on auto so that it automatically will sense on whether it needs to have flash Well, the problem is I think that a lot of people because don't mine realize this. Um, I've seen yours flash. Yeah, when I turned it on. No. When we went to that show here to watch Wizards of Winter, you had taken a photo and it flashed. 
What? I never noticed it. Yeah, but you, when you're so old, the eyesight. Yeah, to go. you just don't realize that the flash. <laughs> Listen, listen to my voice. I'm in near death, and you're going to start talking <laughs> like that. When better. <laughs> I also went and watched a play, and it was called Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, I like that so movie. Yeah. Movie. Well, there's two movies. There's a newer one. I've seen that. The Nile. With Johnny Depp. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, there's one with Johnny Depp. Yeah, he's Ooh, the guy who gets murdered. Him. Oh, oops. I don't want to watch it if he the, gets murdered. <laughs> the, there's the older one. The older one is, I don't even know what year it was made, but sure it's, it's pretty old. It. But the newer one has Johnny Depp in it, and he's the guy who gets murdered. I'll have to look that up. But anyway, so I went to the play to watch it, and it was really good. In fact, I had a ticket for you I to know. watch it, but you were sick, so you couldn't come. I was still so aggravated that I didn't get to go. But this is like first world problem right here. But I was sitting there ready to watch this theater production, and... I was so excited because I had bought caramel popcorn, right? And the theater starts going, and I opened my caramel popcorn, and it was so freaking loud. <laughs> and I just wanted to eat that stupid popcorn. And it reminded me of when we were forced to go to church, Josh, when we were younger, and we would always get candy from the mm -hmm. gas station on the way to church. And you just so wanted to eat your candy, but it was so freaking loud. And they would go to do prayer and stuff. And you're like, I just want my freaking gummy bears. <laughs> that's when you that's when you open them before things start. And then you don't have to worry about it. It's already open. I do that when I go to the movies. I make sure all my bags and everything's open. And... Well, the thing is, even when you go stick your hand in it, like, you know, well, I got big hands also. The struggle. All you have to do is... Make sure that there's enough room for you to stick your hand in there. It's not that difficult. Kim, look at my hand versus your hand. That's <laughs> so tiny. Uh, like no, don't look at They my don't hand. make bags that I could. I mean, I'd have to throw that thing in a Walmart bag. My hands are really sad right now. <laughs> We've not gotten to go get our nails done. So I have them all pulled off except for one on each hand. She's got and they one look real sad. crack nail on her thumb. <laughs> <laughs> they look real sad. I had to cancel the first time because we were going to record and then we didn't end up recording. And then I had to cancel again because I was sick. Thank God I go Friday before our, our sleepover so I'll have fresh nails. She get Ouija nails. Mm -hmm. He tried to get me to do that. I and did. I told him, I said, it's too close to Valentine's Day because oh, I yeah. won't get them done again before Valentine's Day. and So I've and already got pink, my pink Ouija nails. I'm very excited about what I'm going to get for Valentine's Day. You're going to get our initials, Sheena Josh's <laughs> initials on your nails? Hell no. Left, left and right. <laughs> that was be, real quick. I want to be on no. the bean flicking hand. <laughs> I did pick up a new game to give away during our sleepover. Oh, yes. That is going to be fun. Yeah. I was in a nearby town, Huntington, and I was at this game shop, a really cool game shop. It used to be an old library. And I saw this really cool game. It's Scooby-Doo themed. It looks really, really fun. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, perfect. So I picked it up. And you guys are going to love this. I didn't love it in the moment. I was actually really freaked out. But afterwards, I went with friends to eat dinner, and I went to the bathroom. And this is going to be news. I don't know where this is going. I'm not this, real sure. This is going to be news to everyone. I know everyone here knows that I am just a delicate rose, oh, but sometimes geez. I have to go number two. 
No, and I, not you. What's, I know. What's that? I I had to go number two. At a and, restaurant? Yes. You demon Listen, horror. And they had this, I don't know, like they made their own stall doors and stuff. Absolutely is, not. I know. And the stall reached from the ceiling all the way down to the floor. That's nice. Yeah. Until you're in it and the stall door will not open. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. So I'm in there. That's when you become the Kool-Aid th- man and go running through oh, it. Yeah. Oh, it was so, such a thick door, too. And the lock was jammed. So I'm sitting there like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> what am I going to do? And I left my phone on the table. Oh, so I thought, I'm going to have to wait until a complete stranger comes in here to ask for help. Well, if I'm in here long enough, somebody's going to come looking for me. Well, I did. <laughs> I just like literally stood in a stall until some random man walked in. <laughs> and of course, the stalls were too high. So I mean, I couldn't see who it was. So someone <laughs> random walks in and I was like, can I get a hand Hello. in here? <laughs> I, I go, hello, this is going to sound weird. But I'm stuck in here. Is there any way that you could push on that door and I'll pull? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. I would have walked out. <laughs> I know. Without a word. Just. Whoosh. And, you know, I mean, I would not have known who you were. You push and I'll pull. Yeah, that does not sound right. great at all. <laughs> yeah. I eventually got out. It was kind of scary, though. Can you imagine if they would have had to call someone to break down that door? What kind of a lock did it have on it? I don't know. They made it. <laughs> they had just made this metal type of lock. It was an interior lock inside of this wooden uh, door. Where the so hell I couldn't were see you it. eating that? It was this place called Wise Guys. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of it, but I'm not been oh, there. It's, it's good. But yeah, it was a good place, but don't go to the bathroom. I like that place in Huntington. Is it Junk Ditch? Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. The one in Fort Wayne's better because their menu is bigger. Yeah, when I went there, I went there on a date, and it was very little and tiny and intimate. And I was like, oh, great. I wanted like <laughs> a lot of distractions in case this date doesn't go well, which it did not. But... <laughs> <laughs> when we went there, I went there with a bunch of friends, and we got there shortly after they opened, and they're like, hey, look, we're going to have to... Um, we actually can't serve you food yet until our guy gets here from the food from Fort Wayne. And we're like, okay, do you have any like appetizers or snacks or anything until that happens? And he's like, no, it'd be like 30 minutes. And then 30 minutes goes by and he's like, it's going to be another 20 minutes. And we're like, goodbye. Is he stuck? Like what happened in that thirty minute window? You know, restaurant is we don't actually have the food here. Right, (laughs) we had to go to Walmart. Got to DoorDash your dinner. (laughs) Could have done this at home. All right, Josh, do you want to give us your mystery? I do. I've been sitting on this sucker for a good minute. (laughs) (laughs) Because every time we went to go go record, I couldn't do it. Because we're all we're all getting sick. Spreading around, like and that's me why on the I told you guys, you know, we should really have a few in in the can, you know, there just in mm. case. In the backup, uh, yeah, in the backup. That way, if something happens and we can't record, I'm reading off hurting. the laptop today because we ran out of paper. <laughs> <laughs> we good, <laughs> little hut, little hut. Turn your back to the forest and turn your front to me, little hut, little hut. 
If anyone has seen The Witcher Season 2, that phrase might sound familiar. It is what Francesca Findabar says to the Deathless Mother's Hut in the series, and it is exactly what you would say to gain access to the home of Baba Yaga, my mythical mystery for today. The origins of Baba Yaga come from the Slavic folklore as the guardian of the fountains of the waters of life. She lives in a magical, ever-moving hut in the forest that walks around on giant chicken legs. Those who come across her path might receive the help they are searching for, but more likely they will be imprisoned or eaten for dinner, especially children. She is depicted as a witch, ogress, and even as a goddess of death and reincarnation with roots in the pre-Indo-European pantheon. Baba means grandmother in Slavic languages, but it can also mean sorceress, witch, or fortune teller. Yaga means serpent, wood nymph, or an evil woman. So, Kim. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to start calling you Baba Yaga. (laughs) Essentially, she is the grandmother of all witches. She is depicted as sometimes one woman or occasionally three sisters, who all live in the moving hut that is surrounded by a fence made from the bones and skulls of human victims and a gate where the lock is the sharp-toothed mouth of a skull as well. Baba Yaga can ride through the air in an iron kettle or a mortar that she drives with the pestle. And sometimes she goes along with death on his travels devouring the newly released souls. She flies around in the mortar because she is said to have either thin bone-like legs or legs made out of wood. She is described as an old, ancient-looking woman with gray flesh, a long hooked nose, and nose hairs that hang down to her saggy bosom. She also has sharp teeth made out of iron. The better to eat you with, my (laughs) dear. Baba Yaga was first mentioned in print in 1755 in a book on Russian grammar, but has appeared in Slavic folktales since the Middle Ages. Although she is usually the villain of any piece she appears in, she can also offer assistance and is understood more as a trickster character who encourages transformation than just a basic witch. She is best known from a story that is similar to Cinderella called Vasilisa the Beautiful. In the story, the maiden Vasilisa is given a magic doll by her mother before she dies, along with instructions that the doll will always keep her safe if she feeds it and tells no one about its powers. When her mother dies, her father marries a woman with two ugly daughters who all mistreat Vasilisa, giving her an unending list of chores that she must accomplish with the help of the doll. Each night, the stepmother has Vasilisa extinguish all the fires in her home aside from one candle, until one night when one of the stepsisters blows it out. The evil stepmother then commands Vasilisa to go to the hut of Baba Yaga for a match, which she does and takes along with her, her magic doll. On the way, Vasilisa comes across a white knight on a white horse who ignores her, then a red rider and horse, and eventually before she reaches the home of Baba Yaga, a black rider on a black horse comes across her path as well. Once she gets there, 
Baba Yaga flies down and Vasilisa begs her for a match. Being one who likes to play with her food, Baba Yaga agrees, but only under one condition that Vasilisa finishes a list of tasks. She was then made to clean the house and yard, wash Baba's laundry, and cook her a meal enough for a dozen people, which she does, all with the help of the doll. But Baba Yaga was upset when she returned and wasn't able to tear into Vasilisa's flesh. So she gave her more chores to finish, which were more impossible to do before flying away. She told Vasilisa to separate grains of rotten corn from the good corn and separate poppy seeds from grains of soil outside her hut. Vasilisa then worked hard at the task, but eventually fell asleep after she fed her doll a few crumbs. When she awoke, the task had been completed, and Baba Yaga returned in anger. She then asked her how could she accomplish the task, but Vasilisa was forbidden to tell anyone about the magic doll her mother gave her, so she simply said that she had her mother's blessing. Baba then became disgusted and screamed at Vasilisa to leave her home, for she didn't want anyone who was blessed inside of it. But before she left, Baba allowed her to ask a question, to which Vasilisa asked her about the three riders that she saw on her journey there. Baba then told her that the white rider appears at dawn and heralds the day, the red rider appears at noon and heralds the sun, and the black rider appears at the end of the day in Harold's night, and they are all under her power. Before Vasilisa leaves, she asks Baba Yaga for the match, since she has done what was asked of her. Baba then cackles and grabs one of the skulls from her fence post that was aflame, handed it to Vasilisa, and told her, Here is your flame, now go and bring it home. When Vasilisa returns home, her stepmother and sisters were all glad to see her, realizing while she was gone and they were sitting in the dark that they relied on her to do everything around the home for them. But once they looked into the flaming eyes of the skull, their own eyes began to burst into flames and melted from their heads. Then their bodies burst into flames as well, and they fell to the floor in a pile of ashes. Baba Yaga had helped young Vasilisa and kept her word by giving her a flame, but with unknown consequences. The gifts of Baba Yaga always came at a price. Vasilisa then goes to live with an elderly woman and learns to spin and weave. She creates an exquisite piece of cloth that catches the Tsar's attention. He seeks out its maker, finds her, and asks for her hand in marriage. Originally, Baba Yaga was once considered more of a goddess than a witch, who controlled time, life, death, and the elements. Associated with strong winds and dark forest, connected to the heavens, the earth, and the underworld, constantly straddling the boundary between life and death. But because women in the world ran by men can't be that powerful— she was shrunken into the story of an ugly, evil old witch who eats children. Ain't that the pits? That is the pits. 
I I think I've seen everything that she's been mentioned in now because I've had weeks to research this. So I'm like, oh, she's in the new Hellboy movie. Oh, she's in this. Oh, let's watch this. It was an intriguing cryptid creature. This one and several of my next mysteries will be all about different creatures because we all know how I love a good creature. I've been reading some creature smut that my best friend showed me. <laughs> like, smut from creatures? Like a a half demon man and a helpless maiden oh or an ogre. Well, we know, <laughs> we know how Kim's going to be wasting her <laughs> next few days. <laughs> no, I got to get this book finished read because it's got to go back. <laughs> my friend started reading them last year and she got me a couple for Christmas and I'm like, oh, I can see the appeal in these. This is, ooh. This Adios is, mio. Adios mio. The funny thing of it is, is this book that I'm reading, it's actually a love story against the villain and the assistant. Ooh. And that, that oh, reminded you of down, you and Shane? No, right. just the, no, not that part. <laughs> because I didn't know that that's what it was. It was just the name of it because I was the assistant to the villain. Sure, Jan. Right. All right, guys. So... This was a really interesting story. I didn't exactly know where it was going to go, but I thought it was going to be really interesting. So I looked it up and I've always known about this tale. And the interesting thing when it comes to tales and myths and legends is that sometimes when they're passed down over time, there's some root in them. And in that root, you'll find that it's based in some historical event. Mm Mm-hmm. You just have to find out where or how. And when you look at it more closely, sometimes it serves as a way to both preserve history and sometimes these stories reshape over retellings. And sometimes the reshaping happens as a way to instill values among people during the time. So you can kind of see that within stories. And so in this tale that I'm going to tell you, there are different variations. And so sometimes you could tell that it would be told a different way because they were trying to instill a certain value in the population of people at that moment in time in history. It's the Bible. <laughs> no, <laughs> not that tale, Josh. <laughs> so I'm going to bring us to Hamlin, Germany. And I don't know if you, if that sounds familiar to you, but that's where this tale is going to bring us. This is how... You look like this might sound familiar to you. Mm-hmm. Hamel in Germany? Maybe. No, maybe? Okay. Keep going. We'll see. So, Hamlin started out as a small village during the Middle Ages. And over time, it grew in importance because it was on the Wester River. And that made it a strategic trading post. Well, by the 12th century, Hamlin was a well-developed and a flourishing town. Now, the key thing that they are known for is the legend of the Pied Piper. Okay. Mm. It's said that this event occurred in the year 1208. Kim, do you remember it? Do you remember when that happened? Fondly. <laughs> she was busy with her sweet 16 all that whole year. Oh, <laughs> <Whole> year. <laughs> such jerks, I swear. It started when the town had a really bad infestation with rats, and they couldn't get rid of those rats. Gross. Finally, <laughs> I know. And I don't know if anyone has ever seen rats, but they are freaking huge. So the mm-hmm. imagination of a rat infestation. Mm-hmm. Adios mio, mm-hmm. Josh. 
I have a good story about a rat. I'll tell it to you. Okay. Finally, a man enters this legend and they call him the Pied Piper. Well, he arrives in town and he says, hey, guys, I can get rid of all them rats. So the town says, hey, if you can do that for us, if you can do that service and you can fulfill it, we will pay you. He's like, okay, cool. So he does it. The rats disappear. They, they go. And he goes to them and he says, hey, I fulfilled this job. Where's my money? I want my money. Now, the legend says that he used a magical flute and he enchants the rats, leading them to the river where they all drown. Poor things. Good. Josh, how many times on Grinder have men, <laughs> have men tried to enchant you with their magical food? Many a time. <laughs> sure. They also usually drown too. Right. That's good. That'd be a good name on Grinder, the Pied Piper. <laughs> I'll play your flute. Right. Now, when the Pied Piper arrived to receive his payment, the town backs out of the deal and they refuse to pay him. Hell no. I know. So the Pied Piper sought revenge by using his flute, and he lures all the town's children away. Now, some variations of the tale says that he leads the children to the river as he had done with the rats, and that all the children drown. But there are other variations of the story that says that it wasn't the river, that the rats and the children went into a cave, none of them to ever be seen again. Now, this event, they've got it narrowed down to a specific day. The day that it was supposed to take place was June 26th, 1284. And the amount of children was 130 children. Good gravy. Were taken and they were never seen again. That's a lot of children. I know. Well, and how weird is it that they give a specific day that it all mm -hmm. happened? Now, there are several theories to explain the historical underpinnings of the legend. One theory is that the children were victims of an epidemic, and the Pied Piper symbolized death. That's what my thinking was. Must have been like a plague or something. Yeah. Well, another theory is that the children referred to in this legend were actually young adults who immigrated eastward as a part of a larger migration trend during the 13th century. There were people sent to, quote, recruit settlers. They were called locators, is what I would pronounce that word as. But it's L-O-K-A-T-O-R-S, locators. 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 And they are described as colorful and charismatic, similar to how the Pied Piper is described in the stories. Oh, call me one. <laughs> <laughs> Then there's the theory that the story could be a metaphor for the children's crusade of 1212. And that's when thousands of children embarked on a crusade to the Holy Land. Many perished or were sold into slavery at that time. But that occurred many decades before this event at Hamlin was supposed to have taken place. Another theory is that the departed children was linked to now look. Oh boy. This name. <laughs> the, those names. It's a German name, I'm guessing, but it's it's Ostidlung. Ostidlung is what I'm gonna say it is. Which was part of a German eastward expansion 
and the Pied Piper is thought to have been a recruiter for the colonization efforts in Eastern Europe. And then some believe there are darker theories, like the children were victim to disease or even foul play, like maybe a serial killer was involved in killing a bunch of children. Foul play available wherever you listen to podcasts. (laughs) Right. And I think what is most interesting to me is this. There are historical records that indicate an entry into the town's records from the year 1384, and it says, quote, It has been a hundred years since our children left. So they did document on physical paper that people were aware that children mass number of children left the town and so like with that amount of children and to know a certain date it just seems weird that people would have this type of storytelling and and people back then used storytelling as a way to share history and if you go there today there's a stained glass window in a church and that window from back then it depicts a pied piper leading the children away supporting that something significant really happened to the children of Hamlin in 1284. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I think that there is something that happened to children. I mean, at least 100 children in that time frame. Now, do I believe that some man with a flute came and, you know, lured the children away with this magical stuff? (laughs) (laughs) I have no doubt. (laughs) But I don't know what it was, but I do believe something happened. It's just so crazy that we don't know, but it's just such a good mystery to me. That is interesting. Like, I, yeah. I thought it was just like a nursery rhyme. Right. Little. Yeah, like the Pied Piper, you know? It just sounds like yeah. a nice little fairy tale story. And I thought, because sometimes there are just these, you know, the Pied Piper. Everyone has heard of the Pied Piper. Mm-hmm. So I got to thinking of the Pied Piper one day, and I thought, I wonder if there's anything to that story and what that story's all about. So that's how I came across this. Yeah, I don't know that I'd think that it was a Pied Piper that did it. But there, I think you're right. I think something did happen to children, but I don't think it had anything to do with that. Yeah. Well, and then to add to the thing, though, is like that where would someone have come up with a Pied Piper? Like within the storytelling and sharing stories. Because over time, you know, because we're talking about hundreds of years, over time, the way that that story would be told would be different if they want the people to take away certain things. So, for example, one variation of the story could be that he took all the town's children away, except there was a child who, you know, had broken his leg and couldn't go, so that child was spared. And so it got people to feel sorry for that child. Mm. But then the child was actually the only one that survived. So The lucky one. Yeah. So there's just different variations to have people feel a certain way in that moment of time. So Interesting. It's, yeah. So it's just, ah, just a fascinating story and to know that we just don't know. Because unless we find the remains of a Pied Piper in a cave <laughs> with a bunch of children. <laughs> or, or a bunch of children in a cave. Yeah. Yeah. With some rats. Yeah, right. A bunch of rats. I love the yeah. history of like nursery rhymes and like mm. uh, what is it, Ring Around the Rosie? That's from, I believe it was the Black Plague. I've heard mixed reviews. Maybe we'll have to cover that 
in a future episode because I've heard some people say that that's true, but then I've also heard that's not an actually accurate okay. thing. I've heard some things about another kind of nursery rhyme thing, and I've been wanting to do something on it for a while. I just haven't done the research yet. Maybe I'll try to do that before the Maybe next recording. I wonder what the true history of that man from Nantucket. <laughs> I'll look into that one myself. Safe search off. All right. And I'm going to remind listeners that in the Amassed episode today, we are going to talk about our reaction to our Casey Anthony episode. And I have something to share with everyone. Oh boy. That dun, I've dun, dun. completely forgot oh during our conversation. When I was talking to Rob, I completely forgot that right before I went off to college, I Which met one? someone. It was during that period of time in 2008. Okay. It was during the summer of 2008. I met someone who was good friends with Casey Anthony. And it completely skipped my mind until I was in the shower this morning. Very, That's a weird place I know, and I text my aunt. <laughs> I know, and I, I text my It's because I was getting ready, and I was coming in here, and I thought, oh, we should do an Amassed episode and talk about this. And then I got to thinking, and I was just like, I couldn't explain. Like I just had this thought of her name just seemed like it was just familiar for a moment. And I thought about when I lived at our uncle's house before I went to college. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. There was that guy that I met. And I then I text my aunt and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Him. You wouldn't have met him. I remember, didn't you meet Robin Williams when you went to? Yeah. Like that's the, the most In passing, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to talk to him long, but he was there for heart surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when? It was when I was at, in college. He was down in Indianapolis. Really? Yeah, he had heart surgery there. Huh. Just saw him in passing, of mm-hmm. all people. I would have fallen to my knees. No, the more embarrassing part is I think that I was walking to the McDonald's. <laughs> 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 that wasn't far from like how I had to walk to get to that part of the hospital. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I yeah, want, I, I wanted to be him when I was little. <laughs> Robin Williams, mm-hmm. him and Jim Carrey <laughs> so were like oh, my yeah. two favorite. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of if you watch my mannerisms now, you'll you'll <laughs> see quite a few of both of them. <laughs> I was so shocked when he died. I know, I know. So uh, broke my heart. Oh, let me tell you my rat story real quick. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Forget. So years ago, she was making dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no, years ago when my kids were small and I was still married. We had this mouse. We thought it was a mouse, and we kept putting up traps and stuff for it and could never catch it, and we kept hearing it, and we're like, surely that's not a rat. And it was a rat. Well, we put bait underneath the the house to try to kill it, and my ex-husband was underneath there to do something with the pipes or something. Some say he's still there to this day. (laughs) And... So he sees eyes underneath there, and it was that rat. It had been into the poison, and it was almost dead. So he pulls it out from underneath the house so that I could see how big it was. Oh. It wasn't a huge rat, but it was bigger than a mouse. And 
I was like, oh, thank God, because we couldn't set anything anywhere. A little while later, you'd hear little rustling and stuff, and we're like, gosh darn it, there's that stupid mouse again. Well, he gets it out from underneath the house. Amber, this was before Emily was born. Amber was, I don't know, four or five, maybe. And she kept hearing us talk about this mouse and rat or whatever. And so he gets it out from underneath the house, and he puts it in a box. And it's pretty much dead. It's just kind of sitting there. And Amber gets a hold of a stick and starts beating the side of the box, yelling, (laughs) die, die. Good girl. I thought it was hilarious. Now, is that in the house that we're going to be doing the Ouija thing in? No. Okay. It was was... at my old house. Oh, Um, next door. Next next door. door. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So your area has rats that's snakes. the only one we've ever seen. That's the only rat I've ever seen in the Maybe we land. should go to the Holiday Inn. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'd be okay with that because then we wouldn't be doing it in my house. <laughs> yeah, we'd be all right. All right, Josh, what do you have for us before we start? Our I got list? a few things. I'll uh, First, my bless your heart. My bless your heart for today comes from one of our listeners, Natalie T., who messaged me on Facebook over the weekend with a great suggestion. If any of you follow the Zombie Dan on Instagram, you will already know how great of a person he is. His real name is Daniel Blevins, and he is a stand-in dad and started an organization called Stand in Pride. All of our LGBTQIA listeners and allies know that when a young person comes out of the closet, it can be incredibly scary and often life-changing. We go into the conversation with our families fully knowing that we might be homeless and without their love and support by the end of it. But thanks to Daniel and his amazing team, they help to connect members of the LGBTQIA plus community with chosen family. Being there for them for pride events, major life moments, or whenever their birth family should have been there. To Daniel, the special people who help him, and the ones they help, I give a giant bless your heart and thank them for their love and work. I myself was lucky enough to have had a brother and a mother who accepted me fully as I am, but I have also added my chosen family into my heart as well, Kim being one of them, and then my best friend Brittany, her husband, and my godson. Thank you all for choosing me to be a part of your life. Should I do my my dick commercial or yeah, Patreons first? And we have a little special something. We wanted to do some merch, oh, yeah. but we didn't want to do just coffee cups and yeah. t-shirts. The like, normal stuff. Like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know us, we got to be a little extra. extra. Mm-hmm. I have two merchandises and I'm wearing one today. I'll start with my... I wrote a little spiel. Hi, I'm Josh Waters. Will you be an angel for a helpless dick? Every day, thousands of dicks go untouched and unloved. Our listeners know that it's no secret that I like a little dick every once in a while. Now, you can have one of my little dicks of your very own. (laughs) We have a plethora of little crystal dicks that are searching for a nice, warm home. If you're interested in having one or more of my little dicks, just let us know, and I would love to give it to you. 
They come in various crystal types, and I will select them randomly whenever you order one. So, adopt one of my little dicks today, and you can be one of the few people to ever say, Josh Waters gave me a little dick. (laughs) And if little dicks aren't your things, we also have Josh-made necklaces that all have an Amazonite crystal sphere. I may or may not have been nude when I made them. (laughs) God, I'm scarred for life. (laughs) (laughs) I still have one glued to my thigh. (laughs) I chose that specific crystal, Amazonite, because it is my favorite one that I carry on me the most. It's my bracelet, if you ever noticed it. It is known as the Stone of Courage and the Stone of Truth, and it is said to empower one to search the self and discover one's own truths and to move beyond fear or judgment. It is also supposed to soothe emotional traumas, help with fear and worry, and assist in manifesting universal love. And it's pretty. (laughs) We wanted to offer merch to help our listeners or just make you laugh. The necklaces are $15, the dicks are $10 with, what we say, $3.99 shipping on those? I think so. Mm-hmm. And you can just go to itsmysteryinc.com and find the link on there, and I'd love to give you one. There you go. And we can give a little discount code on Patreon yes. for Patreon followers. I have some that'll be on leather and other ones that'll be on a skinny little silver chain. Yeah. Whatever you like. There you go. I loved your bless your heart. Thank you. I would totally do that. Ain't I that, would. I've seen people at pride events free mom hugs or it'll be a mom or a dad mm-hmm. and it's so heartwarming to see cuz a lot of LGBTQIA+ people lose their families when they yes. come out and even though that's not their role mother or father just to have someone replace that for them for just a moment is mm-hmm. just so heartwarming. I would definitely yeah. do that. That that would definitely be something. I can I see do. I can see you doing that too. Eber had a friend that um their mother didn't really accept the way they were until after Amber died and then she's like, uh, well maybe, maybe I better I count my blessings. Yes, exactly. And I always felt really bad that her mom just didn't agree with her lifestyle or whatever and I just always felt really bad for her. Anybody that has to lose their family because they're being their self. Right. I just don't agree with that. I feel like you should love your children no matter what. And, exactly. And that's what I always told my girls. If Okay, okay, fine. You know, mm-hmm. I'm your mom. I'm going to love you no matter what. You're serial killer. Okay, I'm your mom. I'm going to love you gonna, no matter I what. I won't agree with what you did, but right. I I don't you. have to agree with what you do. I don't have to agree with the way you live. But I'm your mom. I love you no matter what. Exactly. And that's just, that's one of the hard parts of being part of the community I'm in is just sometimes just being who you were born to be is enough to make your family cut you off completely. And I'm glad that there are people out there that are willing to help replace what was lost. Mm -hmm. Try not to cry. (laughs) Ever since I got sick, I've been real emotional. Is anybody else a side effect Mm. of COVID? Is just your emotions? I didn't didn't have COVID, but I'm still that way. I I got too much eye cream on. (laughs) It's that yellow stuff that gets rid of dark circles. If I cry, I look like I'm dead. (laughs) I had to kind of giggle to myself, though, when we were, were talking about them coming out of the closet. Because when we went to Brown County last year, 
You needed, okay, to, <laughs> you needed to change clothes. So you didn't want to wait on the bathroom. So there was a perfectly good closet right there. So you went in and changed in the closet. And when you come out, I'm like, Josh, you're coming out again? <laughs> <laughs> I remember vividly when I came out to my family and I had a genuine fear that they would try to perform like some kind of exorcism mm -hmm. on me with some anointing oil. And right. I thankfully did not have what, my anxiety was making me believe, like even my very religious Pentecostal jean dress wearing, doesn't cut her hair, wear jewelry, religious aunt came to me in my bedroom and I was like scared as hell because oh. she just, she came in and shut the door behind her and our room at grandma's was very little. So I'm mm -hmm. like, oh God, here's the exorcism. <laughs> and even, you know, she had spoke with her therapist previously before coming to speak to me because she was struggling with it. Because when our family were just taught that that's a sin and you're going to burn in hell mm -hmm. because of it. And she just kept, you know, with her therapist, she's like, I just, Josh ain't going to hell. He's too nice and too good of a human for God to just make mm -hmm. him this way and put him to hell. And she told me that she accepted who I was and that she doesn't think that it's a sin and that what she had learned in her childhood was just backwards. And that really made me feel good. Mm. I remember my brother, too. He, <laughs> I had come out to several people, and I hadn't yet to you, because mainly just you were at college, and I hadn't mm -hmm. seen you. I wanted to wait till I was in person. But <laughs> you text me, and you're like, so we shared a room for 16 years. I know you're gay and I'm a little hurt <laughs> that you didn't tell me. Like just you went a very, mm -hmm. about it a very Shane way. And I, yeah. I, I loved it. I, I like, think what? that I had heard that you have been talking to a friend of our cousins or something. And they had told me nonchalantly like, Oh yeah. I think I'm my cousin had mentioned it to me that she had heard from this guy that he had talked to you or something like that. It was our cousin's friend's friend's boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Holy and they moly. Like mentioned, they mentioned it to me in passing, like, oh, yeah, I've been talking to your brother or something like that. And I was like, oh, have you really? You and know, he ain't told me. And I had, to, I had to act like I had known this entire time, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. So I remember texting Josh, and I was like, mm-hmm. Guess what? I just had to act like I knew, so I didn't feel stupid. <laughs> mm -hmm. I thought you loved me, you and tell right. me. <laughs> There's some people you can just tell. Emily, mm -hmm. she had a friend when she was in high school, and I kept, has he come out of the closet yet? Because <laughs> he, no. Is he no. out yet? Is he out yet? No. He gonna be coming out. <laughs> Shane really helped with Grandma to understand it, too, because she was just like, was there something that happened to him or something we done? Or maybe I shouldn't have taught him how to cook and mm -hmm. all this other stuff. And you were just like, Grandma, Josh has always been that. Like, my wrist Josh is always. Is Josh. I have, this is, if you watch a video of me at three, I am this in a smaller package. Mm -hmm. And she was like, don't be, Grandma, you're lying to me. You taught us never to lie. And you're lying to me right now saying that you didn't know because he used to play with Barbies and mm -hmm. stick a blanket down my pants and act <laughs> like I was a horse. It was my tail. I used to, <laughs> I remember Grandma called me one day and she's like, well, first of all, this is so embarrassing. She used to always call me because older people, they don't know. 
the terminology sometimes. Baby Shane. Yeah. So she would Give call me and she'd be like, Shane, I need you to come fix my pooter. So oh, she, <laughs> yeah, that's what she would call her computer because she would always do something. She would always freak out because she would think that she deleted her Facebook. And by that, she would think that she deleted all of Facebook. For like everyone. Zuckerberg <laughs> was out for her because all of Facebook was gone because I created a shortcut on her desktop so she could just click on it. You're coming and, to get me. Yeah, and she would accidentally delete that shortcut. And she thought all of Facebook was gone until I could come and put it back on her <laughs> computer. So she would call me one day and she asked if I could come over to fix her computer. So I had to go over to her house to fix her computer. So I got cornered in her bedroom. <laughs> she liked to do that too. Yeah, she did. So I get in her bedroom, which you have to imagine her bedroom had a- pictures of angels and her chihuahua. And it always smelled like Hall's cough drops and Bengay. Gloria Vanderbilt. Perfume. Yes. And it was always nice and clean. It wasn't a very big bedroom. It had her desk, her computer desk. It had her bed in it and the two dressers, I have her closet. Now. Right? So it was a tight bedroom. And, oh, my gosh, a ceiling fan that would always almost cut my head off. <laughs> it came to here on yes, us. Yes. <laughs> it almost always, like, <laughs> cut my head so off. wasn't so tall. Well, it's not my fault. But anyway, so I'd be sitting at her computer, and anytime she'd have a, an issue with something, I got a question that's when, ask yeah, that's exactly what happened. So she sits down on the bed, and she goes, "Baby, <sighs> shine." And, and I just knew as soon as I heard her sigh like that 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 I was getting ready to be asked a question because <laughs> I, I heard her close the her door. So you had to go through her bathroom to get to her bedroom. I heard her close that door, and if that door was going to be closed, I knew we were about to be talking. So she closed that door. Some tea's about to spill. Uh, <laughs> and she sat down on that bed and she goes, Now I got a question for you. And I thought, Oh God. Oh God. You never know what it's going to uh, be. Uh, well, your mind starts racing. I thought, Oh my God, what have I done? What did, have I, I, do? I, done what did I do? Yeah, have I broken any laws recently? <laughs> and my saving grace has always been that we've always had a cousin who has always been the bad cousin. Like, has just done a lot of bad stuff. Stole her medicine and all this stuff. So we've always not been the the worst out of the bunch. You we've know? been the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. saying something. I mean, and one time she broke into my grandma's bedroom and stole, what kind of medicine is that? It's uh, Hydrocoding cough syrup. Yeah. Watered it, filled it Put with water. water in it. Like, oh like, like someone wouldn't notice. Grandma had like pneumonia. Yeah. And she just like goes to take a sip of it and it's just water. But anyway, okay, so my grandma, <laughs> all to say my grandma sits down on this bed, right? And she goes, I got something to ask you. And then you know it's going to be a real serious conversation when her second line is, and I don't want you to lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, okay, Grandma, I'm not going to lie to you. Impossible for us to lie to her. Uh-huh. Just... She would have known. I know. Yes. And she goes, now I heard that that guy that Josh has been hanging out with, that they're together. We were not together. He was way too short. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, Grandma... That's something that you and Josh need to talk about. I mean, that's just not something for me to discuss. I mean, I just don't know what to tell you. And Grandma's just like. <sighs> He's going down the path of darkness. 
so it was that conversation just turned into grandma you're just gonna have to talk to josh about that she called me after that too (laughs) took me out to captain d's the next day for oh that's when that conversation happened that's where i had the coming out story of Grandma mm. was like, Captain D's, all you can eat, Captain. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Captain D's ain't even there anymore. I uh, know, but it's a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, it's so a Dunkin' now. I'll, I'll accept that. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she was the reason I stayed in the closet so long is because I just I didn't want to oh, yeah. disappoint Grandma or her right. Grandma's feelings, and that just it, it it was a good talk though. There was a few things that she said, but I knew she didn't like. I got the, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. But mm-hmm. as soon as the words came out of her mouth, it was like she tried to suck them back in. She was mm-hmm. like, I'm not calling you a mistake ever, but I just, I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Grandma, I don't really either. Like, <laughs> now, my whole life I've been taught that what I am right now is an evil sin and I'm going to hell, but I don't feel that way anymore. And there's nothing right. wrong with me. Right. Yeah, I think what's interesting is that sometimes people don't agree with things like that like people being gay and for grandma it wasn't that she disagreed with it it's that she had always been taught that that is damnation right so she just cared so much well there was you know a whole propaganda throughout the end of the Mm -hmm. 1900s for a second especially after the aids epidemic and everything Mm -hmm. that being gay is evil and vile and we're all just perverts right I remember I was afraid to be gay because the one gay person I knew about growing up was that man named Perry Mm -hmm. in our town. And all I knew about him was anytime we'd see him, you know, our uncle would tell us, that man's gross. He's disgusting. Don't ever talk to him. Don't let him talk to you. Mm -hmm. Just He's just the scum of the earth. And like when I realized I was gay, I was like, oh, my God, that's what people are going to say about me now. Mm -hmm. And I did not want that. I want to be a liked person. <laughs> right. And that guy was, he was just a gross person. It wasn't because he was gay. I remember <laughs> right. even when Uncle Benny said that, we helped him clean out his, I remember. he paid Uncle Benny to. He had money, so my yeah. uncle wasn't over that. Right. We cleaned out <laughs> his know. garage that smelled of the strongest cat oh pee. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I remember getting up That's on gross. his roof. Ugh. How to redo his roof. Oh, Yes. But boy, we got off topic, didn't I we? Know. <laughs> Just a little. Just, Just a, a little. little. Anyway, come join us on Unmasked. Yeah. You never know what topic we're going to get into. Yeah, you but... never know. <laughs> we can start out on one thing and end up on the complete yeah. opposite. We're supposed to be talking about the Casey Anthony case oh, yeah, on right. Unmasked. But whether or not we're going to get into other subjects. You never know. Yeah. That's well, yet to be seen. Well, we would like to give a special thank you, Jesus, to our loyal and brilliant patrons and your exceptional taste in podcast. We appreciate all of you and hope that you enjoy us on Unmasked. And don't forget to follow Mystery Inc. on Instagram or join us on Patreon to hear our bonus episodes of Unmasked that we do right after Kim and I go potty. Find us on both platforms under at It's Mystery Inc. And don't forget to join us on Shane and Josh's Rabbit Hole on Facebook so we can interact more with all of you. And we have our new website, it's mysteryinc.com. There you can listen to any of our past episodes, see photos of us, and submit ideas for any mysteries or positive news for Bless Your Heart or now buy My Little Creations or a Little Dick. <laughs> all right, guys. Are you ready to start our unmasked episode? Okay, yes. okay. All right. 
See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.